to the James Coretta Podcast. Thank you for being here. We are filming, recording live on a Monday. I think it's still March. I'm pretty sure it's still March. We're in here in the studio giving you the best content humanly possible, guys. Thank you very much. Remember, the podcast can be found anywhere podcasts are. This includes iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, um, Mixer, uh, every kind of er. It's also on YouTube, the video podcast version. So if you listen to the show and you want to see the show, if you want to, to see me talking for some reason, YouTube is where to find that. Um, if you do listen to the show, and I know a lot of you do, if you do listen to the show on iTunes or Spotify, whatever it is, please rate and review the show. If you don't review, whatever. At least rate. Five stars, obviously. Let's not be greedy here. It is the end time. No need to be greedy during the apocalypse. Five star reviews on iTunes. It helps so much in the visibility of the show. You don't have to do it every show. Just do it once. You listen. You click five stars. Boom. That's how the the rating and the ranking happens. So if we get a ton of five star reviews, our show gets pushed up the ranking. More people see it. More people find it. And I can continue to produce this high-level, incredible content that I produce all of you. Today, I also have my notes, so the show is structured instead of just a disgusting rant like we've had the past couple of weeks. Me and my team of writers have come up with a great show, and by a team of writers, I, of course, mean me. Before we get into the content portion, I want to give a shout-out to a friend of mine, Will Malden, Will, the Willennium, W2K, whatever you want to call him. He recently made a little post on Facebook talking about the podcast, talking about you know these content creators who have been creating content who who aren't you know who aren't in the mainstream, who aren't uh, friends with Oprah, friends with Madonna, who we will talk about later, and you know to go check out their stuff and. I just wanted to reiterate, I've said this before on the podcast and I'll say it again, I just want to reiterate that for me making content is something that has always been a thing. I mean, we've been doing a podcast for the better part of five years, whether it's on YouTube or, or just recording, you know, maybe even a little bit longer than that. Videos, same amount of time, We've been dabbling and stuff like that forever. It's just part of who I am. It's part of what I do. I don't feel good if I don't do it. I don't feel good in my body if I just get on the conveyor belt and you know live life without producing something, creating something. I don't know why. It's just in me. It's just it's just part of what what makes me what makes up you know my my whole thing. And so. The greatest compliment I can ever get is from people who I know and if they say that they listen to my stuff or watch my stuff without me asking them to. And it really truly is the best compliment I can get when people text me and say, you know, they either reply to something that I said or they have, you know, any kind of conversation like, "Hey man, I heard you said this about the coronavirus. This is what I think." You know, and I know they listen to the podcast. Or if they tell me, hey, man, I watch your videos all the time. You know, like Stuff like that, to me, is the ultimate compliment because they truly are listening or watching or whatever on their own accord. 
which validates the content. So for the people listening, thank you very much. I'm not asking all of you to text me every time you watch this or listen or whatever and tell me how great it is, but I just want you to know that your support is incredibly appreciated. The listening, the sharing, if you tell a friend, whatever. Incredibly, incredibly, incredibly appreciated. You know, I, I, I never tell people, you know, I post this on Instagram, I post this on my story, I, I let people know on Twitter when the podcast come out. Besides that, that's really about it. I'm not texting my friends links saying, hey man, go watch this. Hey, what do you think about this? Hey, my new podcast, out, my new podcast is out, please go watch it. You know, so when people do it on their own, it really does warm my heart. Now, let's get to the actual show. We are still in Coronaville. We're still in quarantine land. We are still socially distanced. Some people more though more than others. Um, Trump just recently, and by recently I mean like in the last 12 hours, extended the regulations, kind of what we're doing, kind of this world we're in right now. He just extended that to the end of April. So a full a full month added on to this. Another month of the guidelines of keep yourself home, keep yourself socially distanced, keep yourself in quarantine, monitor your symptoms, don't go around old people, you know, restaurants, bars, whatever, shut down. That's where we that's where we are. So this reality is they doubled down for another season. Basically, we, we watched season one, people, people didn't like season one very much, and they green-lighted season two. So season two is here, and I think now, I think right now is really real with people. Most people. There's still some people, there's still some people who, I don't know if they're just ignorant, or if they just don't understand what the situation is, or, or maybe they still don't believe in the virus, or maybe they just don't. It's just not impacting them. I, I don't know. But I, I see people who are on every single side of the spectrum here. I see some people who are haven't left their house in three weeks. And I see some people who this weekend were on the boat with five, six people, going out to the island with 100 people on the island, shotgunning beers. Guys, look, I don't see a problem with walking down the beach walking down your street, walking your dog, going for a run, going for a bike ride. I don't see a problem with that. I don't see a problem with you, you know, kind of keeping your quarantine circle to five or six people. You know, if you live in an apartment and you go and see your parents, you know, if your parents are quarantined, you go see them or you have, or you live somewhere and you have like a brother and you go see your brother and your brother just goes and sees you and you keep it all kind of close, keep it all kind of there. Unless you're in a city like New York or something where you're under strict rules if you're kind of like where I am, where it's, hey, keep yourself self-quarantined or self you know, socially distanced, keep your groups under 10 people, whatever. I don't think it's an issue if you go and lay out on the beach. If you buy your damn self with a towel, whatever, and you go, you go lay on the beach. I don't think that's a problem. But I do think it might be a bit of a problem if people are busting out the beer bongs on boats, on islands, having crawfish boils. Let's try and reel in a little bit. Let's try and reel it in, guys. Okay? I, I don't think, like, I don't think right now is the time to bust out a case of Natty Light and shotgun a few brews. Like, beer pong right now, I don't think right now is the time to be playing beer pong. 
Let's put the cornhole boards up. Can can we just ease up on flip cup right now? Guys, please. I'm not saying you can't go outside. I'm just saying the three-story funnel right now is not the time to get bonged. Okay? I don't think that we need to barb wire our doors and board up our homes. But let's not do the other stuff. Body shots, not the time. Not the time for body shots. You know, you got to think, right? You got to think that if he could go back, if he could have a do-over, you got to think the guy who ordered the bat soup would just settle for a sandwich right now. You, you got to think, in that moment, he may have been like, look, I'm in Wuhan, I'm living my best life, man's on, man's on vacation, bring me the bat soup. Uh, combo A. I'll take, I'll take combo number A, please. I can see being in that world. You're in Wuhan, you're doing your thing, you're in a diner, you see the bat soup, whatever, live your life. But looking back, hindsight 2020... Looking back, maybe, maybe not. Maybe just the sandwich. Maybe just the grilled cheese. Maybe just a chicken sammy. This is another reason, ladies and gentlemen, this is another reason why always just go with the triple dipper. Always just go with the appetizer combo. It's the greatest, it's the greatest option. Don't get fancy with just one thing, just the bat soup. You know, that's why when I go to Chili's or when I did go to Chili's when things like that existed, you get the triple dipper. You get a little bit of everything. Why just settle for one bowl of bat soup that's going to put the entire human race in jeopardy? Get some boneless chicken wings. Get some spinach artichoke dip. Get some moss sticks. You can get a little bit of everything. None of those things cause a worldwide pandemic, right? Moz sticks never caused genocide. Is what I'm trying to say here. Spinach artichoke dip didn't murder 20 million people in China. That's all I'm saying. That's where I'm at right now. You know, so think about that next time you're ordering, if we ever order food again. Recently, I heard New Orleans is overrun with rats right now. I heard they're kind of overrun with rats. I heard... The homeless people have taken over the city. I heard there's piles of animal feces in the street. So it's uh, it's good to see New Orleans is getting back to normal. Is all I can say about that. But the quarantine, man, the quarantine, the quarantine has been really tough for people. And I'm seeing a lot of people struggle, really struggle with the quarantine. And... I kind of reflected on why. I kind of reflected on why do I think people are really having a hard time with this whole thing. And what about it is is messing with people. Obviously, if you are quarantined and you're alone and you're in the same, whatever, 800 square foot apartment, I can definitely see why that would be troublesome for you. I can see why that would be an issue. That's hard. I mean, that would drive anybody crazy. But I think something else is hard. 
And I think something else that people aren't really giving the right amount of credit to, I suppose, on why this is so difficult, is that I think a lot of people are generally kind of used to this linear lifestyle. I think people are generally pretty comfortable with this Monday through Friday, I wake up at 7 a.m., I do this, this, and this, I eat this breakfast, and then I drive this route to work, I sit in the same chair at the same desk every day, I take my lunch at 11.30 to 12.30, I get off my lunch, I, I always eat one of these three things for lunch, I get off lunch, I go back to the same exact chair, the back to the same exact desk, I work there until 5, at 5 p.m. I get off work, I drive the same route to my house, I walk into my house the exact same time, I know that I have three hours until bed. I know that I'm eating dinner at 6 p.m. I eat dinner at 6 p.m. every night. And I know that on Mondays, I watch this TV show. I know on Wednesdays, I watch this TV show. And I do all of that until the weekend. Then on the weekend, I do these three things. And then I repeat. And I repeat. And at the office, I see the same 20 people. And I repeat. And I repeat. And I think people now don't have that linear structure. And people don't have that sense of, this is my conveyor belt. And I think that's driving people absolutely insane. I think people are really struggling with the idea of this, who the hell knows? And, the, and this no structure. You know, We went from a ton of structure to zero structure. Not only is there no structure in your own personal life, but there is zero structure for the rest of the world. You can't go anywhere. There is no, oh yeah, we'll just travel to New York. Yeah, we'll just move here. Yeah, we'll just go there. That's gone. There's no structure as in, oh, well, you know, football season's coming up. Baseball season's coming up. Nope. It's almost like the seasons are changed. All we have is the weather. That's the only thing we have as far as seasons. Everything else is just, just up in the air. We don't know, even work, even work. If you're if you're lucky enough to be working right now, I'm I'm sure a ton of people are looking around like, what the hell am I even working for? What am I even doing? Does this money even exist? Does currency exist? Does credit exist? Yeah, I'm paying my bills, but what the hell am I doing? You know, I mean, people are trying, I think, to kind of work and to try and if they can to be to live normal, to have that normalcy. We said it a few podcasts ago. I think it's totally insane for the people to wake up, take a shower, put on their dress clothes, put on a belt, slacks, button-up shirt for a Zoom meeting. I think it's crazy. I think it's living in the, it's playing dress up. It's living in this fantasy world where you're trying so damn hard to latch on to the last little bit of normalcy, the last little bit of what we knew, what we what we lived, right? Here's my 10 work shirts. Here's my two pairs of slacks. Here's my work shoes. Here's my belt. The people who are still hanging on to that and the people who are still needing that, I think that's where a lot of this anxiety and this stress is happening of the people that are desperately just trying to get back to that life desperately trying to get back to work, desperately trying to get back to their cube. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, I suppose. People like routine. People like schedules. I, I, I'm, I feel you. I feel you. 
And this has absolutely upended every single thing that we knew and every single thing that we know. You may have seen an edit there on YouTube. If you're watching on YouTube or even if you're listening, you may hear an edit. Um, we don't usually edit, so I like to tell people what, what, when we do edit and why. I just had a phone call, so now we are back to it. Um, so we're trying to jump right back in. But I'm seeing a lot of people who are kind of expressing like these are the longest days ever. And I think that's so interesting because it's going and it's going to sound like it's going to sound oh man I just I just had the Rain Man eyes so but it's going to, I'm looking all over the place I was I was seriously just staring at a corner I was I just caught myself staring at a corner of my roof in the studio and I'm thinking like oh this this looks great I'm out here staring into the heavens but I think it's so interesting because it just shows just kind of a different line of thinking I suppose is that. And again, it's going to sound like it's going to sound like I'm I'm telling people how to think, and I, I'm absolutely not doing that. I think everyone lives life the way that they're going to live life, and I'm not telling you that the way I think or the way you think is better or worse. I'm just I'm just spitballing here and just kind of how I'm seeing things. But I think the people who are like. These are the longest days ever. I can't wait to go back to normal. That's that's twofold for me of why I think it's really interesting. First, I don't think normal is a thing anymore. I I think people who are like, let's get back to normal, man. Let's just go back to it. Let's go back to how it was. Let's go back to the old restaurants. Let's go back. Let's open it up, baby. Open up America. I think that's that's not that's not a thing, right? Like that's not going to be a thing. The, the, the old, quote-unquote, normal. People just aren't going to snap back to reality. I think that was kind of a pipe dream when this all happened. I think people thought, all right, 14 days, lock it in, and then the following Monday, open it all back up. There just isn't a button. There just isn't a press here to reset. You know, we're not... You can't, you know how like when your computer shut, like freezes up and you try everything, nothing works, you just pull the plug and then plug it back in and it all works? Or back in the day if you had like a Super Nintendo and you just took the cartridge out and blew on the cartridge, put it back in and it worked? There is not that for this. There is not that, alright guys, 14 days in shutdown and then after that we're pulling out the cartridge, we're blowing on the cartridge and then we're restarting normal. You know, that's not possible. That's not a thing. A lot of this is going to be the new normal. And of course, I'm not talking about quarantine. I'm not talking about self-distanced. I'm not talking about people staying in their home for 20 days. I'm not saying that's the new normal. But I think the idea of like not going to the gym, for example. I think it's going to be a really long time before people go to the gym. And gyms are even open. I think it's going to be a really long time before movie theaters are open. I think it's going to be a really long time before cruise ships are open, hotels are open, casinos are open, uh, sporting events can have people in them. I think right now, now that the kind of two-week thing is not looking like a thing, I think people are coming to grips with, oh shit, maybe this is the new normal. Maybe this is it. You know, I haven't been to a Walmart or anything like that in weeks. And 
I'm not sure if that will ever be a thing again for me of just, oh, I need this, I'm going to the store. You know, I think now it's more of a, I'm keeping this kind of stuff in my house. If I, and I'm just kind of shopping in that little realm. Like I'm not, I'm not just going to go browse around Target. The new normal may be closer to, and this is just in the workout world, but you know, do yoga at your house, go run, go run, you know, do some exercises at your house. I think it's shifting away from going to the gym, going to the hot yoga classes or whatever. And I don't know what the new normal is, but I don't think we're anywhere near getting back to what many people thought was the new normal. So I think that pipe dream of let's just get back, I think is over. And I think it's probably better if people just kind of figure out how to how to exist in this world. And instead of longing for kind of how it was. That that may help some of that. As far as the longest day thing, I think that's very interesting because we've said on the podcast before people struggle who don't have hobbies or can't can't be alone or they or they rely on other things outside factors in their life. You know, their their day is consumed by the things like like uh you know some people have to go out. They have to go to the bar. They have to go Friday night, Saturday night, maybe even during the week. They have to go out to the bar and get drinks. That's their life. You know, they have to do those things. Their life exists at work. Without work, they have nothing else. Right now, with all that taken away, you can see people who are really struggling to fill their day. And they're really struggling to figure out what to do at 2 p.m., 3 p.m., 4 p.m., 5 p.m. Normally, right, they may just... I mean, there's tons of people who don't even feed themselves, who who don't cook. And those people are used to, oh, it's lunch, I'm going to go to McDonald's. Oh, it's dinner, I'm going to the sushi place down the street. It's breakfast. I'm swinging through Dunkin'. It's lunch. Subway. It's dinner. I'm gonna go get takeout from that seafood place. And now, they're probably eating grits and crackers, trying to figure out how the hell to do this. So it there's like these scales that this is happening. Where on the big scale, people are dying. People are sick. Hospitals are crowded. Right. On the medium scale. People are unemployed. People are losing their jobs. People, you know, that's terrifying. On the on the lower scale, people are bored. People are without what they need. You know, I mean, it's, it sounds crazy, but there's alcoholics out there right now who are literally in hell because their bars aren't open. A lot of liquor stores aren't open. What do they do? So this is affecting people on so many different ways. And now that it's been, for me, this is day, like, 10. I think this is day 10 of where I really have not done anything. My last day of, like, commuting to work and all that stuff was not last Friday, but the Friday before that. So it's been, it's been a little bit for me. For some people, it's been a lot longer. And... You know, I was thinking about it yesterday, but I think there's just such a such a tough man. It's so it's so hard to say stuff like this, but I think that right now, if you are not unemployed or you are not sick, you have to 
just be incredibly blessed. You have to just believe that you are incredibly blessed right now. Because at the top level of this, at the top level of how bad things are, it's really, 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 really bad. I was, I mean, the, the bartenders, the waiters, the waitresses, the people who work in these places like stadiums, casinos, movie theaters, I don't know what they're doing or how they're going to survive. I mean, they went from everything was copacetic, everything was cool. And now, not only are they unemployed, but their entire industry is flipped upside down. They have absolutely no clue when that industry will come back. And no one is hiring. No one is hiring. You can't hire right now. How can you possibly hire right now? You can't even have a job interview right now. And I feel so bad for those people. Because, I mean, I'll just give an example of me in my life. But So there's this pizza hut. And this is going to sound crazy. But there's this pizza hut in my city. And it's a really small pizza hut. It's like it has a buffet, probably has 20 tables in it. And the same two waitresses have both been working there for my entire life. Since I was a little kid, we used to go there after like baseball games. Me and my family would go get a pizza, whatever. Me and my mom eat there all the time. I love the salad bar. I love the buffet. Love it. And these two waitresses have been there the entire stretch. They've seen me grow up, basically. And this is just a good look into small town living. Southern living right here. If you're from a big city, this is going to sound crazy. But if you're from the south, this is just how life is. But, you know, we're on a first name basis. We're on a friendly first name basis. And they're just the sweetest ladies. And I could not help but think about them. And I could not help think about, like, on Monday they went to work. A week later, their restaurant shut down. They're not getting paid. They're probably living living paycheck to paycheck anyways. I mean, they're you know waitresses. What the hell are they doing? And is there a safety net for them? I don't know. I have no idea. But my heart absolutely breaks for those people. And it's tough to think about those those people who are to to no fault of their own who are just getting hammered with this thing. And then to see people who are lucky enough to be employed or lucky enough to not be sick out there funneling beers, you know, out there dumping crawfish. And it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a crazy world we're living in right now. And I think that for people who are struggling with being bored or missing their gyms or missing going out, or what have you, I think right now is a good time to realize how lucky you are. This thing is serious. This thing is terrifying. And even if it's not the virus, we've said a million times on this podcast, the virus is scary for some people, but the virus is not what scares me. What scares me is the unemployment. What scares me is the economy. What scares me is what are these people going to do? The lives affected. You know, the, the, that's what scares me, and that's what, what I think is coming up. That's what I think we have to worry about. We're, we don't have to worry about the virus wiping out the universe. We have to worry about what the hell is about to happen when blank number of people are unemployed. 
what the hell are we about to do whenever 50%, 60% of a workforce in a city is gone? There's some cities like Las Vegas. Las Vegas' entire city relies on one industry. That industry right now does not exist. I mean, you can see it in huge corporations like the UFC. Okay, The UFC, the Ultimate Fighting Championship. They can't put on fights. They can't put on events. What do they do? The NFL, MLB, NBA, places like that. I don't know how long this thing's going to last, but let's just play a game where let's say this lasts for two years. Okay, that would be insane. But let's say this lasts for two years where the NFL cannot play for two years. Do they exist? What folds? You know, these pillars of industry that we believe, you know, these like Las Vegas. How long can Las Vegas stay closed without those huge titans of the industry closing down and ceasing to exist? I mean, I think that the longer we go, the more those questions kind of become a reality. And it is absolutely terrifying. Like I just said with Pizza Hut. I, you know, I'm just using them as, as an example. If Pizza Hut can't open or deliver or whatever, and maybe Pizza Hut is a bad example because they can deliver, but I mean, I don't know. Just think of a chain restaurant, Chili's, or Ruby Tuesdays, Outback. How long can they be closed? How long can they be closed worldwide, pretty much, to just curbside? How long does that happen? Until Chili's is looking at the book saying, shit, we got to close down, boy. We gotta close them. We gotta shut them down. So, we're getting there, ladies and gentlemen. Is this real enough? Is this all real enough now? And obviously not. The the re- really the answer is no. The real the answer is sadly no. It's not real enough because we have some people who are still out there funneling beers. You know. It's uh, it's tough. I mean, I'll tell you this: uh, I've played I have played golf is the only thing that I've done in my whatever self quarantine. And when we play golf, we're obviously socially distanced. We're all outside. You know, people are not near each other when you go play golf. We're not touching anything. I'm not. I'm not even taking the flags out of the hole. I'm wearing gloves. Everything is. Everything is. I would say that's one of the like safest things you can possibly do. And I feel bad about it. I really do. And I don't know if I should. I don't know where I should be on on that. It's not against the rules. It's not against our regulations where I'm at. I'm not breaking any regulation. I'm not doing anything to put anyone in danger. I, I'm not coming in contact really with anyone. I'm not touching anyone else's stuff. I'm not touching anybody else. I'm not interacting with anybody else. But I feel like... I may not be doing my part. You know, I'm I would not go to a crawfish bowl right now. I would not go to some big gathering of you know to go watch a movie or something. I mean, I, I was going to say to watch a football game, but football games don't exist. I wouldn't do something like that. Cuz I think that we do have to play our part. And I recently saw a tweet that was if you were forced to Write down every single thing you've done in the past two weeks and everyone you've come in contact with. Would you be embarrassed or not? 
And I have a feeling that people who would list, oh, well, I actually went to a 15-person crawfish boil on Sunday where I, where I uh, played flip cup and we funneled beers. And so I came, came in contact with these 15 people. And then on the day before, we uh, all went and hung out. And, you know, so I think, I think people who would have that list, I think they would be, um, I think they would be embarrassed. So, in this time, I would say reflect on where you are in that ladder of are you sick, are you unemployed, or are you bored? And if you are bored, if you are stressed, if you are anxious, if you're ready to go back to normal, but you're getting a paycheck and you're healthy... Consider yourself incredibly lucky and maybe try and, you know, maybe realize what place you're at in this whole thing. Which leads us to Celebrity Watch. Celebrity Watch. Celebrity Watch, ladies and gentlemen, maybe my new favorite feature on the show. We have been lambasting celebrities, lambasting these false idols who people have put up such a high status. They've put them up so high. And for what? Where are your heroes now, we've said? Mark Zuckerberg, is he even a real person or is he a simulation holograph? No one has heard from this guy. Does he know coronavirus exists? We have been asking, Bezos, where are you? Elon Musk, where are you? And finally, because my podcast is the absolute must-listen podcast of the quarantine season, they're finally starting to listen, so let's check in on our favorite celebrities. First of all, the good. Steve Ballmer, owner of the Los Angeles Clippers, has donated $25 million to COVID-19. And when I say to COVID-19, it can be anything. Food banks, ventilators, uh, salary of employees, whatever. They're just donating. Drew Brees, quarterback of the New Orleans Saints, is donating, with his wife, is donating $5 million. Amazing stuff. Elon Musk, someone who we roasted on this very show. If I roast you, if I call for you, for you to do something and you do it, I am always fair and balanced, and I will always give them the love. You know, I said Elon Musk, where the hell are you? I said Elon Musk, quit making flamethrowers and sending Teslas into space, sign, and give us ventilators. He listened to my exact words. Elon Musk is donating ventilators to hospitals that need them. Elon Musk, thank you very much. Let's check in with some other celebrities. Let's see what they're doing. Kylie Jenner. Kylie Jenner's posting on her Instagram. Obviously, you know, these these beautiful bikini pics. Kylie Jenner. I think right now, guys, you're going to know real quick. You're going to find out real quick. In a time of crisis, you're going to find out which celebrities walk the walk which celebrities donate, which celebrities use their clout to help, and then you're going to see which celebrities make TikToks and which celebrities post titty pics on the gram for followers. You're going to find that out real quick. Kylie Jenner goes into the Instagram section. Now, let's play, and we're going to play some audio here. So if you're listening, we're going to play the audio. If you're watching, we're going to play the video. Let's check in with Madonna. Madonna has been very active on her social media during this quarantine. 
Let's take a look at some Madonna videos. Roll the clip. That's the thing about COVID-19. It doesn't care about how rich you are, how famous you are, how funny you are, how smart you are, where you live, how old you are, what amazing stories you can tell. It's the great equalizer. And what's terrible about it is what's great about it. What's terrible about it is it's made us all equal in many ways. And what's wonderful about it is that it's made us all equal in many ways. <laughs> like I used to say at the end of human nature every night, we're all in the same boat. And if the ship goes down, we're all going down together. So that was Madonna in a bathtub of what looked to be almond milk covered with rose petals. What a insane video. I mean, she was rambling and rambling and rambling. But I think it is actually kind of kind of uh, an interesting look into her mindset. She says that coronavirus is the great equalizer. And that corona, which, which first of all, sounds like some Mein Kampf commie gobbledygook. But she goes on to say that the good thing about coronavirus is that it makes us all equal. And the bad thing about coronavirus is that it makes us all equal. What an insane, insane thing to say. First of all, no Madonna. The bad part about coronavirus is that it is killing people. And that is filling up people's lungs with blood and pus. The bad thing is that it is claiming the lives of people who didn't deserve to die. And that it is ruining families. And that the bad thing is that it is causing a rapid growth of unemployment. And the bad thing is that millions are without a job, without a paycheck. Millions are having trouble feeding their family. The bad part is not that it makes us all equal. The bad part is not that the guy that works at Home Depot, and you are on the same level now. That's not the bad part. The bad part is the death, the unemployment, the economic apocalypse, the collapse of life as we knew it. That's the bad part, Madonna. The bad part is not that you and someone else are now equal. Tough look for Madonna. I can't imagine who was filming that video. A really weird camera angle. And then what always gets me is that they publish it. It's not live. They film that and say, all right, let me edit this. Let me take a look here. Okay, this looks good to post and post. And I think she actually deleted the t that one, the tub one. And there's more. We're going to get to the more. But I believe she actually deleted the tub one, which is even crazier. Imagine like videoing it, posting it, editing it, seeing it, publishing it, saying, yep, so let's go. And then... Two days later, three days later, whatever. And then to be able to go, you know what? We're getting a little bit of backlash here. Um, how about we take it down? This is kind of getting out of control. Well, no, no shit is getting out of control. You look ridiculous. You're in a bathtub of rose petals and almond milk. People are dying, Madonna. Roll the second video, please. Come on, go. Let's go eat some fried fish. Fried fish. 
Come on, Rogue, I mean, go. Let's go eat some fried fish. Fried fish. Cause there's no more pasta. Oh no. So we're gonna eat some fried fish. Fried fish. Yeah. Imagine, ladies and gentlemen, an alien came down and saw that video and said, Who the hell is that? And we responded, Oh, that's one of the biggest icons, one of the biggest pop icons of our lifetime, and is a multi millionaire with an enormous following, sells out arenas, and is just a generational talent. Because that video looks a lot like videos that you'll see when you wake up after a night of binge drinking and you see that you go, holy Christ, delete that off your snap story, please, I look ridiculous. Also, Madonna, do you believe that, do you believe that, that, that coronavirus is just eliminating the pasta? Is that what she thinks is happening here? Is that coronavirus just takes away pasta? There, there is pasta, Madonna. Pasta is one of the last things that you can eat. Pasta is one of the best things to fill your pantry with right now because you can keep it for a long time. You stock up on the pasta. That, that, that shouldn't be a lyric. The lyric shouldn't be, there's no more pasta, so eat some fried fish. The lyric should be, unemployment rates are sky high, people are eating pigeons in the street. Not that, OMFG, there's no more lasagna. So we have to eat fried fish. What? People in San Francisco right now would kill for a slab of lasagna. It, I mean, the video, like, that's who these idols are, ladies and gentlemen. Madonna, with all she has and all she's done in this time, has said, look, maybe, maybe what the world needs me to do right now is to make this song, make, make me singing in my own house, and they can see my descent into madness as I sing this song into this brush as a microphone. And then you're, you post it, and then you post it. And a, an interesting thing, if you watch that video, you can see in the mirror that she has lights. Like, she has studio lights on her. So it looks like it's just kind of like, She's just kind of rambling and losing her mind as someone filmed it, just all all just uh, spon spon uh, spontaneous. But she's putting up studio lights. Like, this is a production to her. That's how untalented these people are. And you see it all over the place. They are grossly untalented and filming themselves losing their minds. It's bananas. You know, you know who's really struggling right now? along with Madonna, who's really struggling right now in this world is trap rappers. This this is not the climate for Lil Pump and Trippy Red to exist. This this really isn't a great time for them. It's really hard for Lil Yachty to exist in a recession. The lyrics of, you know, Trippy Red, Lil Pump, people like that, the lyrics don't really hit home in in a skyrocketing unemployment and death toll situation. Let's just go, let me go here to my notes and let me read you some of the lyrics from Lil Pump and Trippy Red and let's see how much they hold up right now in this current climate right now. And these are multi-millionaire uh, teenagers all hooked on prescription pain pills and who have made their, their money on TikToks and Instagrams and Twitters and, and are just... 
These are the people who, in a previous world, we we boosted up. This is from Lil Pump. Running up a check with no limit. Popping on X, popping on X, popping on X pills. Got a new car, got a new bitch, and I got a new deal. Only wear a designer is skidded. How does that fit right now? How does that fit with skyrocketing unemployment numbers, Lil Pump? You see how hard it is right now for Lil Pump to put out music like that? You think Lil Pump can drop a new single while all you people are worried about things like dying and worried about things like breathing? Lil Pump can't be popping X when people are on ventilators. Here's another uh, song from a Lil Pump. I didn't write down the song names. I just had the lyrics, so you'll have to excuse me. Took a private jet to Dubai. Bitch, you better buy your own flight. Bust down smack with no light. And she showed titties on Skype. Smoke quarter pound to the face. Everything that you done did, I done did it. Pockets on swole like it's 24 fitness. 800 bands just laying in the kitchen. First of all, there ain't no private flights to Dubai, okay? Everyone's on domestic travel bands, okay? Skype, that actually holds up. That actually is kind of okay for this climate. 24 fitness, pocket swole. You can't go to the gym right now, Lil Pump. Pockets swole like home workout. Pockets swole like doing yoga in your living room. 800 bands just laying in the kitchen. You better get some non-perishable items laying in the kitchen, Lil Pump. You better fill your kitchen with non-perishables. Okay? Because people can't go to the grocery store, Lil Pump. Because people can't feed their families. So 800 bands laying in the kitchen. How about some oatmeal laying in the kitchen? How about, how about some, how about some freeze-dried space food laying in the kitchen, Lil Pump? Now let's check out some Trippy Red. Here's some Trippy Red for you. Hold up. Take a moment. Count my guap. Count my guap. All these racks booming. They booming. Hold up. Count my guap. Count my guap. Cannot stop coming in, coming in. Pulled up in a drop top. She dropped dead. Look, little pump. Or Trippy Red, excuse me. Get your get your guap and get it out of the bank system. Because if your guap is tied up into your 401k, or if your guap is into a group of mutual funds, you're probably taking a hit, Trippy Red. It might be better right now if you took your guap and kept it at home. Put it in mason jars, put it in bags, whatever. But right now, Trippy Red... Your, your guap that you're counting is probably taking like a 30% hit. Something to think about. How sad, first, you know, like obviously that, that's, that's just pathetic is to see these celebrities and to see these, these people who have completely fallen off the mountain and just can't handle life. Ellen DeGeneres, we've talked about her a lot on this show. I, I don't even want to get into it because it's so, it's so sad. Just go to Ellen's Twitter, go to her Instagram, watch what she's doing at her house. It, it is the. It honestly makes me. It makes me sad. It really does. It, donate to Ellen. Don't Elon Musk send something to Ellen. She is breaking down. Please, Elon, Bezos, Zuckerberg, help her. She is falling apart. But another sad thing to watch is the social media accounts of things like ESPN, some of these big, huge companies that have nothing going on. ESPN social media accounts are out of control. They are absolutely out of control. You're talking about how many times 
do we have to see highlights from three years ago? They'll, they'll post stuff that's like, man, Shaquille O'Neal sure was crazy with Shaquille O'Neal highlights. We know Sports Center. We know ESPN. We remember. We don't have amnesia. Coronavirus doesn't give us dementia. What the hell are you talking about? Or the or another thing that my favorite is that all these social media accounts, all these websites are all doing like tournaments and brackets. The top 50 NBA players of all time. The top 60 movies. Top 20 TV characters of all time. How many brackets do we have to do before they just delete their accounts? How many tournaments do I have to say? I, I don't need another who is the top Breaking Bad character of all time list. I don't need you to rank the characters in the TV show Rugrats. I don't need that. Right now, I'm trying to I'm trying to feed myself and and not reach you know not to not catch a, a deadly virus. I don't have time to vote on your poll of top Doug Funny moments. I don't need that right now. ESPN. I I I, I, I can't. I can't vote for the top ten plays of the WNBA season from 2014. It's not the time. People are on ventilators. People are on respirators. Doctors and nurses are working 40-hour shifts with no break, with no food. They're working their fingers to the bone. And Sports Center wants me to take a look at, at Cheryl Swoops' all-time highlights. It started off as a slow. It was a slow descent. I'll give them this. It started off with wishing it was baseball season. It started off with today would have been opening day. Looking for looking for NBA season like, and it's a gif of somebody looking like this. Trying to find baseball season like, and it's another gif. It started with that. And then it slowly went into LeBron James was on a mission this year. With some random highlight of LeBron James. Okay. Then it turned into LMAO, how Allen Iverson is doing quarantine. And it's a video of Allen Iverson sleeping on his couch. And then it was LMAO, how is Shaquille O'Neal doing in quarantine? And it's a video of Shaq just kind of in his kitchen. But now, now that they've run out of that content, now is tournaments, brackets, lists, Everywhere I turn, it's a different list. It's a different bracket. The the wor- the dirt worst are these 24-hour gambling news cycles. So before the pandemic, sports betting became legalized pretty much across the board. And we saw a huge boom in sports gambling content across ESPN, Fox Sports, whatever, everywhere. Everywhere, Bleacher Report, they all had the new gambling talking heads. We do a lot of sports gambling. I've talked about it on the channel, talked about it on the podcast years ago. Not a big deal. And these people did the same thing they did with like DraftKings and fantasy sports. They turned it into like a 24-7 thing. And that is the worst industry in the world right now. Go look at Bleacher Report betting. Bleacher Report betting is putting out like, all right, guys, we're doing best sports movie of all time. The Sandlot is minus two fifty against uh, the Rookie of the Year. Who? What? Who is coming up with these numbers? 
Who is coming up with these odds? And then all these talking heads. Oh, my God, it's the best. You see all these talking heads who were just thrown out there to be gambling experts on you know, Fox Sports and ESPN, and now they don't have anything to gamble on. So they are acting like they just have to gamble. About a week ago, I saw where they were gambling on like Brazilian soccer leagues, and they're like, all right, guys, I've got uh, two units on this Brazilian soccer team to score three goals tonight. Are y'all ready to watch with me? That let me just let me just pull behind the curtain, okay? Let me just pull behind the curtain here. That's not how gambling works. That's not how sports betting works. They've basically all turned into sophomores in college who got their first gambling account, got their first offshore account from their guy who, you know, is a bookie now, and they got their first offshore gambling account. And they're making $5 seven-team NHL parlays every single night. That's exactly who all these people are. They've all turned into that. Think about that. You're supposed to be a gambling expert on ESPN, Fox Sports, wherever. You're supposed to be the expert. And you are telling people to bet on Brazilian soccer that you don't watch. How in the hell can you be an expert on this? They're just they're they've they're so desperate that they're proving to you they aren't experts. They're proving to you that they aren't the best in the business. They're just these talking heads who have nothing else to do, so they're just blindly throwing darts at the wall. And they expect you when college football season rolls around or the NFL season rolls around, they expect you to listen to them. Why would I listen to these guys when they're proving they don't know what they're doing? They're proving they're just talking heads. You need, to, if you follow any of these people, please, I implore you, if you follow any of these people who are betting on, oh man, and then, oh my God, and then the king, the absolute highest peak of this is these people betting on Madden simulated games. Oh my God, I can't believe I almost forgot about this. I saw, I've seen. I think I even quote tweeted it and said, and said, you know, this is the end, this is the apocalypse, or whatever. These talking head people are setting up Madden games. Madden, if you don't know, is a video game, a football video game. They're setting up these Madden games between like the Chiefs and the Broncos. And they'll put out a line. They'll say Chiefs minus four. And then they'll simulate the game. They'll just let the game play and the computer play. And they will actually root for the, the result they want. Oh, I have the Chiefs minus three. Put these people in a padded room. Give these people straight jackets. These people deserve to be medicated. These people need these people are honest to God, they are destroying the human race. Get these people out of here. These maniacs. Think about that. That'd be like if I was a chef, okay, and my restaurant shut down. And so I got like some play school or play-doh food, and I'm like cooking the Play-Doh food on the Play School kitchen set. And I'm filming it. I'm like, look, guys, look. I'm cooking some ratatouille with my Play-Doh ratatouille. Look, guys, look. I would think that person needs to be medicated and put into a room. That's what's happening with... That's the descent into madness that we're getting in. Is that I'm watching betting pros. And if you're listening, I'm doing the biggest quotation marks. I'm eye-rolling so hard I may lose vision. These betting pros who are like, all right... I've done my research. My my pick of the day, 
Uh, I'm taking the Raiders minus three against the Titans in this Madden simulation. Follow my Twitter for live tweets. Tw- you need to you need to get off Twitter. You need to you need to you need to get into a home. You need to get into a hospital. Get off Twitter and get on a list. You should be documented. You shouldn't be tweeting. You you should you should have you should be in a straitjacket. These people are insane. And this new twenty four hour gambling news cycle. You talk about the biggest fraud. If you're a true gambler, if you're a true sports gambler, you ain't betting right now. You're not you're not spending money or bankrolling on some Brazilian soccer game or some Madden game that you can't even control. That's the whole point of being a pro. The whole point of being a gambling pro is that you can kind of calculate the odds and you can kind of like make the best play and you can kind of head, you know, you can kind of position yourself to where you have a 60% chance of getting paid, whatever. You're not just betting to bet. You're not just flipping quarters in your in your living room and, and taking bets. That's not a gambling pro. That's just an addict. That's just a gambling addict or something. Like I said, that's just a 19-year-old who got their first gambling account trying to hit big bucks on their parlays. You wouldn't go down to the gas station and wait for the same guy to buy a $2 scratch-off ticket every single day that he's gambling away his kid's college money to try and hit the lottery. You wouldn't go to that guy and ask for gambling advice. He's not an expert. He's an addict. He's an idiot. That's how these people are. It's just so funny to me that right now in this in this world, the people, like it, all the frauds are just being completely put out there. All these talentless fakes who are supported and boosted up by these huge corporations or these huge industries. You know, these people who are hiding behind the ESPN shield or the Fox Sports shield. But really when it comes down to it, they don't know what the hell they're talking about. And when they're left to their own devices, when they're left to their own devices to make content or to give you stuff, they can barely even set up a webcam. The angles they're filming at is from like down at their feet, filming up at their face. Their microphone is all screwed up. Their lighting is all screwed up. And they can't produce. And they're out there and they're drowning. They're out there and they are absolutely drowning. These people, these people who are doing podcasts, these new celebrities who started a podcast eight months ago, and all their podcast is they call one of their super famous friends, and their super famous friend comes on, and they talk for an hour, and they call it a podcast. All these people now are like, oh my God, well I guess I have to just film this solo, and I'm sitting here John Travolta jiffing all over the place. That's what a podcast is. A podcast isn't you talking to your famous friend. That's not a podcast. That's called lunch. You talking to your famous friend for an hour is lunch. That's not that you're not doing anything. And now they're sitting there by themselves and they can't they can't do their own show. They can't do a show because they're by themselves. I'm I'm molded by it. By them doing the show by yourself. What the hell do you think radio is? What what? That the true pros. I'm not even talking about men. The true pros. You know, like whatever you say about Rush Limbaugh, whatever you want to say about Rush Limbaugh, hate him or love him, I don't care. I'm using him, using him as an example. You can use whoever the hell you want. Howard Stern, whatever, it doesn't matter to me. Rush goes on the radio every single day for three hours and talks by himself to himself. And he's doing that five days a week for the last 40 years. And these cucks out in Hollywood can't do a one-hour podcast by themselves a week? 
they rely so heavily on their guests and their friends or whatever to do these podcasts. Colin Cowherd, Jim Rome, Rush Limbaugh, just people off the top of my head, Sean Hannity. These people do shows by themselves every day, three, four hours a day, 30, 40 years. It's incredible to see the pros, and then you see these fake boys, this new cream of the crop fake boys, now that everyone has a podcast, everyone has whatever, you know, it's really shining a light on these people. Just like how it's shining a light on the celebrities who do TikTok. I mean, guys, we're, we're, in, we're in a pandem- global pandemic. Unemployment rate is shooting through the moon. People are falling apart. They're being kicked out of their houses. They're being evicted. They don't have a paycheck coming in. And these celebrities are holed up in their house wearing matching pajamas who are acting like it's a damn, it's spring break. It ain't spring break. You are healthy. You are not unemployed. Quit wearing matching clothes and acting like it's your 12th birthday. These TikTok uh, dances, every celebrity that is spending their time doing synchronized TikTok dances and matching clothes in their mansions, every single one of them should be kicked out of their houses. Every Every single one of them should be forced to go work in hospitals. Every single one of them should be forced to drive for FedEx or drive for UPS, or work at the post office, or work in infrastructure. Go do something. Instead of wearing checkered pajamas with five of your kids and your husband or whatever in your mansion doing TikTok dances. Wake up. Wake up. Thank you guys for listening to the James Grant Show podcast. I appreciate all the support recently. It has been fantastic. Y'all have been incredible. I really do appreciate it. This is the number one podcast in the world, as far as I'm concerned. And uh, I'm glad that people are listening. I'm glad people are enjoying it. Thank you very much. We will be uh, producing content until the end of the apocalypse. So until, until the world collapses and I no longer can do this because electricity has been shut off at my house, because I am in the woods pillaging and foraging for nutrients and food to sustain myself until I am lifted from this world, until that day, we will, we will be producing content again. Review, rate, subscribe, iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you enjoy your content. Thank you very much. I will see you next time live here from the apocalypse. Are you listening? Damn. Uh. Yeah.